Elf. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens is an inversion of the parable of Lazarus and Dives. The lesson of passion and patience in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress is an allegorized form of the parable of Lazarus and Dives. It's a Wonderful Life is an inversion of A Christmas Carol. Elf is an inversion of It's a Wonderful Life. A Christmas Carol, 1843, is an inversion of the parable Dives and Lazarus, Luke 16 19-31. Dives is the word used for rich, man, in the Vulgate, O.E.D. This nickname is used in this essay as a shortcut, even though most Bible translations do not use the name. In the parable of Dives and Lazarus, a rich man, Dives, goes to hell. Lazarus, who was so poor that the dogs licked his sores, begged for alms, but Dives gave none. Burning in hell, Dives sees Lazarus in a good estate and asks Abraham for Lazarus to relieve his condition. Abraham responds that Lazarus received bad things in his life, but good things now, while Dives received good things in his life, but bad things now. Horrified with the acts of his life and lack of repentance, Dives asks Abraham to visit his relatives to warn them of the wrath to come. Abraham responds that his relatives had Moses and the prophets, and that if his relatives would not listen to them, they would not listen to Dives. John Bunyan in Pilgrim's Progress, 1678, allegorized this parable into a lesson in the interpreter's house. Inter. Nay, you may add another, to wit, the glory of the next world will never wear out, but these are suddenly gone. Therefore passion had not so much reason to laugh at patience, because he had his good things first, as patience will have to laugh at passion, because he had his best things last, for first must give place to last, because last must have his time to come, but last gives place to nothing, for there is not another to succeed. He, therefore, that hath his portion first, must needs have a time to spend it, but he that hath his portion last, must have it lastingly, therefore it is said of dives, thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Luke 16:25. CHR. Then I perceive it is not best to covet things that are now, but to wait for things to come. Bunyan does little to the parable by reducing dives to passion and Lazarus to patience. The focus on the element of currency disparity is shifted, focusing on the stewardship responsibility toward God of the two individuals, rather than charity toward each other. Unlike Bunyan's lesson of patience and passion in Pilgrim's Progress, A Christmas Carol is an inversion of the parable Dives and Lazarus. In the parable, Dives is unable to visit his relatives, but in A Christmas Carol, Jacob T. Marley is allowed to visit Scrooge and warn him of the punishment of his sin of passion for unjust gain. The ghost of Christmas past brings Scrooge to a memory of his former fiancée who says much the same, all your other hopes have merged into the hope of being beyond the chance of its sordid reproach. I have seen your nobler aspirations fall off one by one, until the master passion, gain, engrosses you. Have I not? These lines clearly place Scrooge in the place of Dives, if not lower than Dives, because Scrooge disregards familial connections as a mere loss of capital. The spiritual nature of A Christmas Carol is somewhat divorced from the person and work of Jesus Christ. As in the parable of Dives and Lazarus, little mention is made of Jesus in A Christmas Carol, though Jesus was the speaker of the parable of Lazarus and Dives. Scrooge is able to in a sense save himself, in realizing his passion for unjust gain, and exchanging it for a patient mean toward debtors and a charitable giving of his wealth to those in need. Unlike in what Dickens would write 16 years later in A Tale of Two Cities, 1859, little emphasis in A Christmas Carol is put on the work of the Holy Spirit or the acceptance of Christ for salvation. This is odd that a tale about the reign of terror has more reference to Christ the Godman's penal substitutionary atonement than does a carol specifically about Christmas. Whether consciously or unconsciously, 
A Christmas Carol is an inversion of Bunyan's lesson of passion and patience because Scrooge receives good things in his life, and presumably the next due to his charitable activity, A Christmas Carol is an inversion of the parable of Dives and Lazarus for all of these reasons. As A Christmas Carol is an inversion of the parable of Dives and Lazarus, so It's a Wonderful Life, 1946, is an inversion of A Christmas Carol. In A Christmas Carol, a rich man passionate for unjust gain learns how to be charitable and saves himself, through the means of his dead friend's warning. It's a Wonderful Life begins with a relatively poor man, George Bailey, looking back on his life of patiently helping people instead of pursuing his passions, but sees meaninglessness. Instead of having a dead friend chained to his sins, doomed to wander the world seeing the ill effects of his actions to warn him of his ill doings, George Bailey is visited by an flightless, shivering angel, who shows Bailey all of the good things that would not have happened if Bailey had pursued his passion for vanity rather than his patient concern for his fellow man. Instead of a rich man who cut off his engagement because of the perceived loss of capital, George Bailey marries his sweetheart. It's a Wonderful Life is an inversion of A Christmas Carol for these differences in protagonists. The archetype of the miser passionate for unjust gain shown in A Christmas Carol also makes an appearance in It's a Wonderful Life, but not as the protagonist as Scrooge was in A Christmas Carol. Instead, the miser rich man is the antagonist, whose passion for unjust gain is set against the patient charity of George Bailey. It's a Wonderful Life also inverts John Bunyan's lesson of passion and patience because Bailey receives good things in this life, and presumably those of the next, if the addition of wings to imperfect angels as a result of his actions is any indication. Unlike Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, Old Man Potter remains a static character, hardened in his passion for unjust gain. In contrast, George Bailey renews his enthusiasm for his life choices in rejecting passion for unjust gain in favor of patiently helping those in need. It's a Wonderful Life is an inversion of A Christmas Carol for these differences in protagonists and antagonists. As It's a Wonderful Life is an inversion of A Christmas Carol, so Elf, 2003, is an inversion of It's a Wonderful Life. Due to the lateness of the film, it is the one farthest from the original parable of Lazarus and Dives. In It's a Wonder Life, the protagonist discards his passion for vanity by patiently helping his fellow man, and mitigating the effect of the antagonist rich man passionate for unjust gain. In Elf, the protagonist, Buddy the Elf, is confused and misplaced wherever he goes. Unlike the protagonist of It's a Wonderful Life, who acts to diminish what he perceives as the harmful effects of the antagonist, the protagonist of Elf has little understanding of ethics or morality because his parents left or abandoned him. Buddy the Elf has no south on his moral compass, because he is extremely childlike and has little concept of original sin. Buddy's naivete is highlighted by his gullibility in accepting every statement he sees or hears. George Bailey is a moral man who knows that evil exists in the world, but Buddy is an idiot, who has to learn about the evil of the world the hard way. Buddy first learns about the evil of the world by learning about the selfishness of his father. Buddy's father left his mother, so Buddy was left in an orphanage, unknown to his father. The 1960s-era photo that Buddy is given by his adopted elf father indicates that his real father was motivated by passion, a shallow imitation of love, and not actual love to take care of his family. The shallowness of his father's love will lead to Buddy's shallowness of both understanding and interpersonal relationships. Buddy is unable to conform to the rigorous demands of toymaking for elves at the North Pole and has no knowledge of how to conform to human culture. Buddy is thrown out of the Empire State Building after finding his father, given a restraining order from the manager of Gimbals after decorating the toy section, and is disowned by his own father after disrupting a conference with a writer. Like the antagonist of It's a Wonderful Life, the antagonist of Elf has turned his passion toward unjust gain, making money off of children's books that he knows are missing pages that render the story incomprehensible. This callousness of Buddy's father is further shown in a scene in which a nun tells him of how much the children love the books. 
Buddy's stay in an orphanage with nuns implies that it is possible that Buddy's father is taking away from the very nun who briefly raised his son. Buddy is then raised by Santa Claus, the modern symbol of charity presented in the film. Santa Claus is portrayed as having fallen on hard times due to both the materialism of the world and the lack of Christmas spirit necessary to power his sleigh without the use of rocket fuel. Some of the characters of It's a Wonderful Life and Elf both pursue their passions of unjust gain, and they both receive vaguely spiritual help that they receive from a relatively moral realm outside of normal human consciousness. The protagonist of Elf, Buddy, helps his father to see that the true meaning of Christmas is something like charity, while in It's a Wonderful Life, a wingless angel helps George Bailey see the virtue that Bailey had pursued in his life. This shows a further inversion of the one by the other because the protagonist of Elf helps the antagonist to be more charitable, while the protagonist of It's a Wonderful Life does not. Bailey does not change the heart of Potter. The protagonist of It's a Wonderful Life, Bailey, is himself helped after an implied suicidal intent hinted at in the beginning of the scene with the bridge. The only reference to the suicidal intent of George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life in Elf is when Buddy leaves home with a note to his parents stating that he is useless wherever he goes, and stares at the water beneath a bridge before seeing the sleigh of Santa's mechanical failure. The malfunction of Santa's sleigh provides an opportunity for Santa to provide a charitable approbation of Buddy's abilities. Buddy is more of an elf than anyone he had ever met. This statement is not entirely for humorous purposes. Buddy is a competent enough mechanic to repair the engine before it is damaged in flight. Santa's repairing of Buddy's image of his self-worth is similar to Clarence the wingless angel repairing Bailey's sense of self-worth, not their need of eternal salvation. The clausometer of Santa's sleigh drops to zero at the very same instant that Buddy lost all faith in humanity. While Buddy is repairing the sleigh turbine, the spirit of Christmas is revived by the antagonist singing a legalistic song about behavior modification relating to Santa Claus. In doing so, the antagonist narrowly avoids being rammed to death by Santa's sleigh. While the lives of the protagonists of both Elf and It's a Wonderful Life are refocused to show how they lived correctly, the antagonists of both films receive differing treatment. In It's a Wonderful Life, the passion for unjust gain by Potter is not repented. In Elf, Buddy's father changes the course of his life by putting the values of his family above those of his business, as well as, presumably, reforming into a principled businessman. If Buddy reads the books his father publishes, we can presume that he will ship books with missing pages less often. In both films, a vague spirit of communal charity is perceived as a type of nirvana with little if any reference to the source of that charity. Salvation by Jesus Christ is mentioned in neither film, though both films are classified as Christmas films. The value of charity is divorced from the divine work of Christ in His work as God-man to redeem the souls of His people. Though the films are spiritually lacking, they are good shepherds of the capital borrowed from Christianity. In that way, Elf is a good movie in that it accurately represents the current vague value of charity divorced from the work and person of Jesus Christ. The movie is good in that it accurately portrays a lack of the source of values, and mocks the superficiality of many traditions that have surrounded the celebration of Christ's birth. In 2011, our William Bennett wrote a prequel to A Christmas Carol, protagonizing Scrooge's deceased business partner Jacob T. Marley. Bennett captures Dickens' style in flashing back to the formation of Scrooge by his business partner Jacob T. Marley. Bennett illuminates the unjust nature of Scrooge and Marley's means of deceitfully tricking or cheating the poor out of money. The scheme of salvation in the book is fairly Arminian. The spirituality of in the book is vaguely Augustinian, except when it veers into salvation through works. The book functions as a flashback to how Scrooge became what he was. The cognizance of sin in the book is Augustinian in the sense that it is the sins of Marley themselves that condemn Marley to a perpetual wandering through a purgatorial remembrance of his sins, and what he could have accomplished through charity. The book shows these effects well.
the book shifts into a non-Dickensian direction due to the direction of the salvation of Marley. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens is an inversion of the parable of Lazarus and Dives. The lesson of passion and patience in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress is an allegorized form of the parable of Lazarus and Dives. It's a Wonderful Life is an inversion of A Christmas Carol. Elf is an inversion of It's a Wonderful Life. Works cited. Bennett, William. Jacob T. Marley. Nar. Simon Vance. Salt Lake City, Shadow Mountain, 2013. Bunyan, John. The Pilgrim's Progress. 1678. Oxford, Oxford University Press, 2008. Print. Bunyan, John. The Pilgrim's Progress. 1678. Gutenberg, June 12, 2008, https colon slash slash www.gutenberg.org slash file slash 131 of an hour slash 131 hour.htm. Dickens, Charles. A Christmas Carol. 1843. Gutenberg, August 11, 2004, www.gutenberg.org slash file slash 46 of an hour slash 46 hour.htm. Dickens, Charles. A Tale of Two Cities. 1859. Nar. Simon Vance. Elf. Deer. John Favreau. Herf. Will Farrell, James Kahn, Bob Newhart. New Line Cinema, 2003. Dives, N. OED Online, Oxford University Press, December 2018 www.oed.com slash view slash entry slash 56089. Access December 28, 2018. It's a Wonderful Life. Dear. Frank Capra. Herf. James Stewart. RKO Radio Pictures, 1946. Image Credit, https colon slash slash www.sarcasmsociety.com slash 14 cute and hilarious facts about elf slash 2.